Let's pray. Father God, we are thankful to you for Mokama. this time that you brought us into your house to worship you Kusinza, to adore you, to praise your holy name, and also to be taught, to be corrected, to be chastised, O oh God. So that we may become better citizens. Thank you, Father, for the pastor of this church, for all the flock, O oh God, of this church, all the endeavors in their service unto thee. Father, blessings rest upon them. Father bless us and guide us in Jesus' name. Uh, before, before you sit down, we shall open our Bibles. We are opening our Bibles in the book of First Peter. Peter. Uh, chapter 1. Esura Esoka. First Peter chapter 1. Peter Baru Esoka Esura Esoka. We are reading from verse 3. Okuva Muruniroku Sato. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which, according to his abundant mercy, has begotten us again unto a lively hope. By the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Yevazwe Katonda Erachtawa Mukama Fesu Christu Yatuzara Omurundu Gokuvidi Nokusasira kwe Okunji Wekuri Tuberenga Nesubye Damu Orokuzukira Kwa Yesu Christu Mubafo. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fades not away, reserved in heaven for you. Tuyingide mubusika obuta guao, obuta linako, obuta, obuta wotoka, obaba terekiruwa mwe, muguru. Who are kept by the power of God through faith and to salvation ready to be revealed in the last day. Ama nyiga katonda vega kuma, uroku kiliza, okufuna uroko zi, owete setese, okuvikuliwa mubiro, evienko medero. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Nti obo, wemuja gulizamu ni wakubadenga mwana kuwaziwa, mkukemewa okutarikumu akasera akatonoka kano. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen, you love. In whom, though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with the joy unspeakable and full of glory. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. We pray again. Father, we thank you for your word which we have read. 
pray, may you lay your blessings upon it. And I pray, Lord, as I stand here before you and your children, may you help me, O God, that I may speak those things that come from you and will be a blessing to your children. Grant it, Father, and bless us all. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I would like to speak on a simple subject. But I'm glad for us to be here. And I want to begin by greeting you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As the pastor has mentioned, I'm called Charles Omwata. From Soroti. Town. Soroti Town. And uh, I really did not know I would be here to decide. I was called to, I was invited to be in the meetings in Wobulenzi. And I met with the pastor in Wobulenzi. But I think when we finished what God had taken us there for, we came together. And I, I found myself here. Uh, God willing, I think tomorrow I'll return to Soroti. And uh, I think I should carry your greetings. There. We are also fellow citizens of the kingdom. Striving, striving with all that we can to make sure we finish the race. Amen. I would like to speak on the trial of your faith. The trial of your faith. Like we read in the scripture, verse 7 tells us the trial of your faith being much more precious than of, of gold that, that even, although it is tried with the fire so that our faith might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing or the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ So the trial of our faith is much more precious than that of gold. Because gold will perish. One day it will perish. You know gold, gold is a precious metal. Up to today, it is what actually brings out the true currency value of the world. Every country tries to buy gold reserves so that they have their money in gold for, as a protection. And even in the Bible days, gold was still a precious metal. 
And you will find the kings of those days. Their crowns would be made of gold. Their rings were of gold. Their cups were of gold. Even the plates were of gold. Even the bed was of gold. Forks and spoons were of gold. You can see how glorious those kings. Our kings of today, the presidents, are not even a quarter of those people of what those people were. Even King Nebuchadnezzar said, Let me make a statue of gold. You remember that? Even if there was gold today. To make a statue. And it is put in the state house. And then the soldiers you guard. In the morning you find the soldiers cut off a foot and disappeared. The soldiers cut off a foot and disappeared. That is what it is today. But those days it couldn't happen. So gold has been a precious metal. And Brother Branham told us that the olden way of making gold, of purifying gold was to put it in the fire and heat it when it is very hot you beat it very hard until all the impurities go away then again back in the fire then you beat off all the impurities until in the end you can see your reflection then you know it is pure but we are told the trial of our faith which is more precious than that of gold even if it is tried in the fire so that at the end your faith will be found worthy at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ in Hebrews chapter 11 tells us Let's begin from verse 1. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Verse 1 and 2. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, he still speaks. 
nti oroku kiliza aberi ya wakatonda sadaka esingo bulonji okuchira e, ya kaini e ya mutegeza okuwa nobutu kilivu katonda weyategeleza kubirabu bie era oroku ni wakubadenga ya faa achayo gira by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Ntiera awataba kukiriza techinzi kakusimi wakatonda. Kubanga jeri katonda chimugwanira okukiriza nga katonda wali. Elanga yemugabi owempera eliabo abamunonya nobegendereza. So without faith, you cannot please God. Tosubala sanyu sa katonda. What, what is faith? Kati okukiriza chechi. We are told in Hebrews that through faith the elders obtained a good report. And we read in verse 32 of that same chapter it says, what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of Dan, of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions. And so on and so on. Ntiolo kukiriza abo. Meba wangula obaka baka. Meba kula ebebo tukirivu. Meba afuna ebya subiziwa. Meba avuniza obumwa obwe mpologoma. Nibi nilabu ebitio. They did great things. Bakule ebya manyi. Through faith. Okuita mkukiriza. So what is faith? Katio kukiriza chechi. The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Brother Branham said, Brother Branham Faith is a revelation. Faith is a revelation. Faith is so important in the life of a Christian until it says without it you cannot please God. We have read of the old people of God, the old men, the sages, the saints of how they pleased God. Some of them even pleased God so much they didn't even die. They just walked to heaven. We have read of how they did great things. Because of faith. And I want it to be said. What more can I say? 
There is no time to talk about Gideon. Samson. Paul. Paulo. Brother Branham. Brother Branham. Then also Gideon. Ne Gideon yono. Then you. Nawe. Then me. Nange. There is no time to talk about it. Because through faith. A, B, C, D. No, na chiri, na chiri, chibao. The, the story continues. It did not stop there. It must continue up to today. Until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Faith is trusting God to fulfill what he promised that he will do. Faith is to trust God that if God said it, He will do it. Because God Himself is faithful. What He said, He will do it. Faith, therefore, is perseverant and does not give up until it has achieved what it is asking for from God. And faith bears results. It bears fruits. Faith, we are told without works, is dead. So if faith does not bear fruits, we don't see the result of that faith. By the word of God, that faith is dead. It is, it is no faith. Faith believes in God regardless of the circumstances. Even regardless of whether you understand it or not. That's why the Lord Jesus used to say, Do you believe that I can do this. He did not say, do you understand? Mm -mm. Do you believe that I can? And the things you are told to believe are things not easy to understand. Like he told Martha, you know, when Lazarus had died, and the Lord Jesus Christ came, after four days, the fourth day actually, and Martha was saying, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And the Lord Jesus said, your brother will rise again. He said, yes, I know. He will rise again at the resurrection of the last day. Jesus told her, it is not the day. It is not the day which, which resurrects people. I am the resurrection and the life. 
Then he said, Nagamba, He that believes in me, although he were dead, shall live again. And if he's alive, shall never die. Then he, asked, then he asked her, Do you believe that? That's not easy to believe. That although he were dead, when he believes, uh-uh, I don't like your translation. God, that's the one I want. That's the one I want. Although he were dead, when he believes in me, shall never die. Do you believe that was the question? You see, to believe that even a translator was trying to move, put in a way that is believable. <laughs> How does a dead person believe? <laughs> But she said, yes, I believe, Lord. I am saying, even if you don't understand, believe. Many times, because we want to understand, it becomes an obstacle to our believing. You cannot simplify God to a level you think everybody must understand. Just believe. Because all things are possible to them who believe, not them who understand. And with God, you first believe. Then you'll understand. You don't understand first, then you believe. No, you first believe, then you'll understand. And if you don't understand now, you still believe because you'll understand it better. Buy and buy. <laughs> There are many things we shall leave this world without understanding. But please, make sure you leave this world when you are a believer. So, believe even if you don't understand. Because God operates by not, not by understanding, He operates by faith. Many times the Lord would ask the Lord Jesus, Do you believe that I'm able to do this? Somebody say, Yes, I believe. Then He said, let it be to you the way you believe. Meaning, let your faith now work. If you believe I cannot do, then I cannot do. If you believe I can, then I can. If you believe I can do little, then I can do little. If you believe I can do much, then I can do much. It all depends the way you believe. So, God operates by faith. Let it be to you the way you believe. 
But faith is what brings God down to manifest himself to the believer. And without faith, God's hands also get tied up. Without faith, God can do nothing. Because all things are possible to them that believe. The opposite of faith is unbelief or fear. You are wondering. You know, fear. The way fear talks or the way unbelief talks. You are wondering. Will God do it? Is he able to do it? Can he do what he has promised? That is unbelief talking. You doubt, you wonder whether God can do it. Can he do it for me? Will he do it for me? God does not work on a basis of doubting. When the Lord Jesus called on the water, Peter said, let me also walk. Call me also to come and walk. You come and walk. But Peter's walking depended on Peter's faith. Depended on his faith. So his faith at first was very strong. Stepped in the water. You found there was a bottom. Then he brought the other leg. There was also a bottom. Said, uh, it's walkable. As he started walking, he started seeing the waves. Said, but what, what if? That is doubt talking now. What if? What if? It, I think. I will die. Now, when you begin thinking like that, then now fear takes over. And the moment fear came in, his faith weakened. He started singing. His walking depended on his faith. When he started sinking, he cried out, Lord, help me. The Lord caught him. Asked him, Why did you doubt? You see that? Why did you doubt? If he had, if he had not doubted, he would have sunk down. He would have on the water. And said, Lord, I can also walk you have been very happy. What if I die? Why did you doubt? Hallelujah. Now, your faith and my faith, all of us, our faith, will be tried. 
That's why the Bible says the trial of your faith is more precious than that one of God. I want to announce that everyone's faith will be tried. There is nobody whose faith will not be tried. Because the process of trying your faith is also the process of purifying you. Because the process of putting the gold in the fire is to purify the gold. Therefore, it is one of the processes of Christianity that God must try your faith. Along a road which I have decided to call Faith Avenue. Faith Avenue. Yes. Along the Faith Avenue there are obstacles to try your faith. There are obstacles along Faith Avenue. But as Brother Branham said, faith knows no obstacles. The obstacles will be there. But faith will not allow itself to be hindered by those obstacles. It will go through those obstacles. And still come out victorious. Let's look at some of the obstacles. Along Faith Avenue. I want to begin with Abraham and Sarah. Yes, Abraham was told by God. They are going to have a son. By Sarah. Nesara. Full stop. What was that? That was a promise. Given by who? Given by God. Who does not break his promises? By the way, God doesn't break his promises. But God's promises, all of them, are conditional. They are conditional. If you believe. They are conditional. All of God's promises And it's not God who fails them. It is very faithful. It is us who fail. So he gave Abraham a promise. I long to have a son. Through Sarah. If it happened that immediately God told them like that, the next month Sarah got pregnant, that would have not been a problem. That wouldn't have been a problem. Abraham and Sarah would have rejoiced. God, Abraham has, God, has really, God has really fulfilled his word. Just in one man's time already, my wife is here. But it was not like that. A month passed. 
A month passed. Six months passed. A year passed. Two years passed. Three years passed. Four years passed. Did God mean it? That I'm going to have a son. My Sarah. And the way I'm calculating, it's now left two years. And Sarah will have passed the bearing age. So if God is to act, he should act quickly. Another year passed. Another year passed. Now Sarah has passed the bearing age. Does Sarah passing the bearing age break the promise of God? It doesn't. God's promises do not depend on circumstances. No, they depend on your faith. The years passed. The years passed. The years passed. Until it was obvious. It was obvious. It was obvious even to a fool. Even to a fool. That such a woman cannot bear a child. It was obvious. But did that change God's promise? No, it did not change God's promise. Those were the obstacles along faith avenue. The purpose of those obstacles is to try your faith. Are you going to turn back? Or you are still going to say, regardless? God's word will still come to it was a trial of faith. An obstacle along faith avenue. The way Brother Branham dramatizes it is very nice. He said Abraham told everybody. God has told me he's going to give me a son by my wife Sarah. Then after some time the, the years were going until Sarah became very old. Then they told him Abraham are you sure that God is the one who told you. Yes. But don't you see the age of Sarah? It has, it has, it has, the time has gone. That Abraham said. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. No more argument about it. As long as God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. Said your man, even if you say that settles it, can't you also see on The woman is too old. God said it, I believe it, that settles it. If you ask Abraham, do you understand? You would not understand. It is beyond understanding. 
issues of faith and God and the promises of God are beyond understanding. But they are real. They are not imaginary. They are real. They are not imaginary. They are real. That's why the Bible says faith is a substance. A substance, a substance is something real. It's not imaginary. Yes, Ab Abraham's faith was right. The Bible says he staggered not at the promises of God through Unbelief. He didn't stagger. But Sarah herself staggered. Sarah staggered. Sarah said, Now my husband. Can't you see the eggs are finished? It's useless to continue hoping for that. God can still give you a child through the maid. You can still be my child through the maid. I think that is what God meant. When preachers become men interpreting the promise of God, it brings confusion. Amen. She even carried the girl. She even carried the maid. Said, there, there you go. Me, I want a child by God, God promised it. God said by Sarah. It was very clear. He did not need a private interpretation. It was very clear. But Sarah said, no, you see. Look, looking at the circumstances. I must fast. And we cannot reverse it. So you take this girl. Here. But the Bible says Abraham did not start the promise of God. When time came, you know what happened? God renewed Sarah and gave them the child. But I'm telling you, the promise did not come without. The trial of the faith of Abraham. Their faith was tried. Everybody's faith will be tried. No wonder Abraham was called the father of faith. Praise be to God. Against all odds. Against what you can't even understand. Against even common sense. Against what everybody can see. He still believed that God is able to fulfill his promise. Are you listening to me? Do you know? Even after God gave him the child, his faith was still tried. Go and sacrifice that child. Amen. After telling him that through that child you will become, you will become millions like the, like the sun, like the sun, like the stars. Your children will be very many through that child. He was told all that. He was, was told all those promises. Then God tells him, Go and sacrifice that. 
What is that? The trial of faith. What did Abraham do? Ibrahim Yakolachi. He obeyed. And faith is always obedient to God. Doesn't argue with God. If there was room for arguing, Abraham had all the rights to argue. He had, he had a scripture he could quote to argue with God. God, you are the one who told me that through this child, I will be a father of millions. And Sarah will be a mother of millions. Like the stars. Then you are telling me to go and sacrifice this child. But I don't understand. No, you must explain to me what you mean. He could have argued with God. And he had what looked like reasons to argue with God. But he did not. Hallelujah. Amen. He believed. He believed. He said this. The child being sacrificed cannot be an obstacle to the promises of God. Took the child. It was a trial of faith. It was not easy. Imagine it was you. You are only child. Maybe if there were three. If there were three boys, you could say, I will do away with this one. I have, I have another two. But it was the only one. A child of promise. Whom he waited for many years. And after he arrives, they say, sacrifice. It was not easy. Actually, if it was some of us today, he would have said, I can't listen to other voices which speak contrary. God told me I will have a boy and through him I will be a father of many. Then now somebody, another voice is saying I should go and sacrifice him. I resist that voice in the name of Jesus. I would have refused to believe that. Because it looked contrary. But Abraham realized the same one who promised him is the same one telling him this also. Walking with God by faith you will also get familiar with the voice of God. And you will know this is God speaking. And you'll also know this is not God speaking. So Abraham was sure that was God talking. But that was simply a trial of his faith. He came out victorious again. No wonder he rightfully earned that name the father of Amen. Amen. Now let's have another one. Whose faith was tried. John chapter 5. John chapter 5. 
There's another man there. Whose faith was tried. John 5. You begin from the first verse. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew language Bethesda, having five porches. In this lay a multitude of important folk of blind halt withered waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever after the troubling of the water stepped in was made well of whatever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? Do you want to get healed? The important man answered and said, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But when I'm coming, another one steps down before me. Umulade namu damu ntisebo. Siri namu ntu ansura mchidiba amazi wegeserira nze. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made well and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath day. This man, whose name we are not told, this man here was sick. For about 30, for 38 years. He was in a bad condition. He also had. He had. He had that. There's a pool. In Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Which the angel comes to disturb the waters. Once in a while. And the first person to land there gets healed of whatever disease he has. Then he said, he said, let me also go. I believe if I go there and I land in that waters, I will be healed of this disease that has troubled me. I want to say that this man's this man had faith. He had faith for his healing. And he had faith in God. 
So he was taken there. Of course, imagine a, 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 a pool of water with those qualities. You imagine that too many people who are sick were around it. Kakati amazi madalo subalo kutebeleza echidiba cha amazi echifana bwe chito mutufu abawaba ntubanji nyaba ruadenga bacheto rote. People with all different complicated sicknesses are there. Abantu bonna abendwa denzi bwe nyo ngabali mu chifecho. Maybe a hundred meters from the pool from all directions is full of Sick people. But this man, whom the Bible has singled out his testimony, there was something unique about this man. This man was a believer. So when he reached there, he found there were too many people. At different levels of, of different types of sickness. So people are waiting for the angel to check the water. When the angel would shake the water, nobody knows. It might be tomorrow. It might be after one week. It might even be after one month. It might be after one hour. Nobody knows. That was God's secret. Your business was to wait. Just wait. And make sure you are the first. If you are the second, nothing. Only the first. So he also went there. When the angel troubled the water, there was commotion and noise. And as he was trying to go there, somebody has landed there. Then, then he would say, this man would say, thank God. This has not been my turn. But I know my turn will also I know my turn will also come. Then again you wait. 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 The water is troubled. Then he also tries. Someone has landed there. Thank God for healing that man. But I know my turn will also come. Let me tell you, not everybody around there was a believer. Some of them, when they reach near the water, when it's troubled, he had a little strength. And he saw somebody, he would pull him behind so that he jumps first. That is true, it was a struggle to return. And human nature is human nature. Those types of people are there. This man wants to go fast, pull him behind and he jumps. And he comes out healed. I made it. Say, says, I made it. If I had not pulled that man, I would be That's human nature. But God would heal him all the same. Because the principle was the first one. But this man here, he kept failing. 
Yeah, now there are people here who are even better than who, who, who are even better than me. They see I'm very sick. And and they, can't even, they can't even give me ways to go. Now you man, why? Uh -uh. Faith does not behave like that. Faith does not quarrel and does not complain. Faith believes. He said, I believe my tongue Then he again waited. You look at those obstacles, brethren. Pardon? Look at those obstacles. It was enough for somebody to walk away. That I'm, I'm waiting for the impossible. Then Jesus comes. Jesus Yesu Naja. Let me tell you. When Jesus came, he looked around. He saw this man. And what did he see in the man? He saw faith in the man. That's what he saw. He saw faith in this man. And faith of this man. Without faith, impossible to please God. Remember that? Faith in this Tosso man musajo, linked up with the Lord Jesus ne and he saw the man. Probably he had to pass through another sick man about to die to, to reach the man. Pass through a number of them until he reached on this man. The man was looking at the pool. But Jesus was coming from Jesus behind. He came and touched him. He said, you man, do you want to get healed? What a question. You go to Mulago. Mulago you get people who are very sick. Then you ask them, do you want, do you want to get healed? You will get different answers. It is obvious. It is, it is obvious. That whoever is there wants to get healed. But Jesus asked, Do you want to get healed? If he was not a God-fearing man, he would have answered, Have you come to laugh at me? You see my condition. Everybody here is coming. Then you ask me, What are you after? He would have answered like that. But that's not how he answered. He said, Sir, I want to get here. That is a believer who talks like that. You say, sir, I want to get here. 
But the problem is, when the angel troubles the water, when I'm trying to move, but I thank God, I know one day, that's a believer no obstacle stop his faith what he God has Jesus told him rise up take up your bed and go to show you he was a believer he also rose up he took up his bed. He went away. Thanking God. If he was not a believer, he would have said, Now, how can I rise up? You see how I am. How can I rise up? If he was not a believer, he would have asked me. But he believed it and acted on that word. That's what I'm saying. Faith does not seek to understand. It just believes. Before he got his healing. There were many obstacles on his way. As Brother Branham said, faith knows no obstacles. Faith looks at the promise. Looks at the God who gave the promise. And will go for the promise. Regardless, it will go for the promise. In Luke chapter 5, you can read the details later. I'll talk about it. You'll read it later. Luke chapter 5, from verse 17 up to 26. There we read of a paralyzed man. This paralyzed man had that Jesus Christ was somewhere in a certain home. And he had heard testimonies of people testifying how they had been healed of their diseases by Jesus Christ. And he believed those testimonies. Because not everybody here who hears such testimonies believes them. Some hear and say, hmm, it may be true. Some hear, I don't believe that. Some hear and say, I believe it. So this man believed it. And he was in a paralyzed condition. They were always carrying him around. So when he believed it, and he heard that Jesus was somewhere, reachable, maybe five miles away, he told the people, carry me there. Believe, when I reached where he is, I'll get my healing. So they carried him, maybe five miles, walking on a stretcher. The act of walking five miles on a stretcher itself is faith. Faith is 
walk with him for five miles. Reaching the home where Jesus was. Too many people. Too many. The whole compound is full. The door is full of No way of entering there. They put him down. He said, Now what do we do? They ask some patients there. And can you give us way? And we go and see Jesus. Because of this paralyzed man. Here. They told him, You have just come. For us, we have been here for one week. And we have failed to enter there. What, what is special about you? We are all sick. What do we do? What an obstacle. That was an obstacle. He could have said, let's go back. We are wasting time here. Let's try elsewhere. Let's go back. They didn't do that. Because faith that is hinged on God does not have a second option. Is no second option. Let, let us try elsewhere. No. This, this is the only place where you can get your help. The only thing is, you have to find out how to reach him. The only thing is to overcome all these obstacles. And we reach there. So they said, what do we do? Well, the people, they have refused. What do we do? One said, why can't we go through the roof? The roof? The roof? You want to give us problems with the owner of the house? Said the issue is to reach Jesus. The roof we can repair, but let's reach there first. Said, yeah, it works. The idea works. The idea works. Faith knows no. Even the roof cannot be an obstacle. So they said, okay, let's pass the But where, how, where is the ladder? They first bought a panga. Go and cut some cultuses. Then we make a ladder that we can climb the roof. And that's what they did. They borrowed an axe. They went and bought some nails. They made a ladder. And they put on the roof. When they put the ladder on the roof, some two climbed up. Others were down. Okay, now you pull. Uh -huh. Other patients were saying, What are you doing? What are you doing? You think Jesus is up on the roof? They said, Hold your peace. Hold your peace. 
You don't need to explain to unbelievers. Yes, you do what God is leading. So they climbed. They climbed. Then they reached up in the roof. Then they rested fast. Nobody was understanding what they were doing. It looked foolish. It looked foolish. Up in the roof. They are now resting in the roof. And wiping their sweat. What, what are those people doing up there? Then they started uprooting them. Faith can make you do stupid things. They look stupid to those who don't believe. But to you who believe, you know you are for the promise of God. They said this roof cannot be an obstacle. This roof cannot be an obstacle. This roof cannot be an obstacle. And when they had removed the roof, of course, those from inside looked up. Light was now coming in. Even Jesus looked up. The owner of the home also looked up. We are not told what he thought. We are not told hey, what he thought. Whether he was annoyed or what we are not oh, told. But he also looked up. And he wondered what is happening up there. To their surprise. They see them lowering. A man on a, on, on, on a stretcher. Those ones who were up there did not need to tell them that leave way. They automatically left way. What does the Bible say? The Bible says when Jesus so they are faithful. Hallelujah! I love that! I love that! Brethren. When he saw their faith! The Bible does not say when he saw the broken roof. No! When he saw their faith! Without faith, it is impossible to please God. But with faith, God must work. God must act. God must do something to you. He told the man, your sins are forgiven. It moved him. The Lord Jesus was moved by this man's faith. And how would you see this man's faith? The works, the actions proved this man's faith. Your sins are forgiven. You know what the Pharisees said? This man is blasphemous. Who can forgive sins? How can you talk like that? You ask them. Which one is easier to say? 
Your sins are forgiven. Oh, to say. Rise up, take up your bed. But to prove to you that I have powers to forgive sin. You man, rise up, take up your bed, and go. And the man rose up. Hallelujah. He rose up. And bundled his bed. And put on his shoulder. And he told them, you leave, me, you leave me where now. I want to go out. Give me where I want to go out. He did not have to go through the roof. No. Now he did not have to go through the Hallelujah. Faith that will overcome all the obstacles and receive the promise. I am saying, even you, even me, our faith will be tried. But when it is tried, no obstacle should stop it. No way. We must press on until we get the promise of God. Obstacles along Faith Avenue. But faith will not accept those of obstacles. Let's look at another example. Matthew chapter 15. We read from verse 21. Then Jesus went there and departed unto the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coasts and cried to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she is making a lot of noise. But he answered and said, I am not sent. But the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he did not answer, but he answered her and said, It is not meat or it's not proper to take children's food and give it to dogs. And she said, True Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. And the Lord answered and said, The woman, and said to her, Oh, great is your faith. Be it unto you even as you will. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. 
Yesu nalioka damu na mugama anti guomokazi okukiriza kukunene chibede jori ngabo ya gara mwalawe na awona okufamu chiserecho. This woman here Omucharono was not a Jew. Teyarimu yudaya. She was a Gentile. Yarimu wa mawanga. From Tyre and Sidon areas. Okufamu mibuga evya tulo ni Sidoni. The Bible calls her a woman of Canaan. Bible ya muita omuchara omokanani. Now she had a child who was vexed with a devil. She had a daughter who was vexed with a devil and was disturbed very much by that demon. So when she heard that Jesus was around, she believed that if I reach where he is and plead to him for my daughter, he will heal her. That's what she believed. So when she learns where Jesus is, ah, she did not delay. She made a lot of noise. She said, Oh Lord, thou son of David, my daughter is grievous, grievously vexed with the devil. You heal her. Jesus kept quiet. Obstacle number one. Jesus kept quiet. Oh Lord! I don't know the devil. Like he's not hearing. Like he's not bothered. The Bible says the Lord just kept quiet. He answered her not a word. If any of you came to your pastor, with such a problem and you are really desperate and you are shouting and he does not even respond to you I'm sure you will go with a lot of complaints I don't know what has happened to the pastor I don't know what he thinks I am he has become very proud of this thing he just I am crying and he just not answering I am sure that's human nature. You, you know how we are. Would complain bitterly. You can walk away quarreling. Then, then you give him a call. Your pastor, I must tell you, I was not happy with what you did. Eh? How do you decide to keep quiet when I'm talking to you? Do you think I am useless? But this woman, when the Lord kept quiet, did not answer her. She continued making the noise. Lord, help me. My daughter is grieving the devil. Obstacle of Jesus keeping quiet did not bother her. Then, as she continued making the noise, it says, it says in verse 23, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, You chase away, she's making a lot of noise. You think about that. While you are pleading for help, the deacons come and say, Why waste time with this one making a lot of noise? What would you have done? If it were you, 
you will go away quarreling. What, what type of church is that? A pastor cannot listen to me. Then even the deacons chase me away. I've done nothing wrong. I'm going to ask you for prayers. I'm going to ask you for prayers. You would go quarreling and make me laugh. But those are what? Obstacles on Faith Avenue. Listen to what the Bible says. When they said, Chesa, which is making a lot of noise. Then Jesus speaks finally. He says, I'm not sent to people like you. <laughs> Was that any comforting word? What? I'm not sent to people like you. I'm only sent to those of the house of Israel who are lost. I'm not sent to people like you. If it were you, the pastor tells you something like that. Oh, uh, you would go to. Kabozi. And announce no that there's a church there. The pastor chased me away. Yet I had gone for prayer. But this was an obstacle on faith. The Lord said, I'm not sent to people like you. That did not disturb her faith. The Bible says, Bible instead she got nearer. Verse 25. Then she came and worshipped him. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. After being discouraged, after being sidelined, after being mistreated, and handled in a rough way, she still came and worshipped him. Why? Faith does not have a second alternative. And this is the only man who can help me. Even if, even if he says he is not sent to people like me, yet I cannot get help anywhere. It is only here. So worship him and say, Lord, help me. How many times do we get discouraged by small things? And we run away complaining. How many times do we get discouraged by small things? And we go away grumbling. But look at this lady. Her faith held firm. Amidst all the obstacles. She still came closer. And said, Lord, help me. It's better to die with your faith at the feet of Jesus. Amen. Because there's no other second option. Oh, as, as, oh, all the way they speak today, there's no plan B. There's only plan A. Plan A Full stop. And that plan A is Jesus.
They are defeated there. Irrespective of the obstacles, irrespective of the discouragement, irrespective of what others say, irrespective of how others are discouraging you, only plan A at the feet of Jesus. She got closer and said, Lord, help me. Then listen to the worst now. Verse 26. But he answered and said to her, It is not proper to take food meant for children and give it and throw it to dogs. Now she has been called a dog. If a pastor called any of you here a dog, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Do you know we are very proud people? We are very proud people. Today,
Let it be to you the way you believe. And the Bible says her daughter was made whole. That's the that was made Brother Branham says. At times you pray. At times. As if. God is not here. You pray. No saba. As if Nichibanga is not concerned. You pray. No saba. As if Nichibanga. God is not bothered. That is obstacle on faith. Amen. You pray. No saba. You want an answer? You want a response from God? The problem is pressing you. It is getting worse by the hour. God seems not to be moved. Seems to be keeping quiet. That is the trial of your faith. What will you do? You go away complaining. You go away grumbling. Do you quarrel with God? What do you do? See what this Syrophoenician woman did. Did she complain? Did she quarrel with Jesus? Did she answer back? In a rude way? No. She had no plan B. When you quarrel with God and you complain, what is your plan B? What is your plan B? The people who go to God. There are people who go to God. Say God. I'm having this problem. You help me. Help me and solve it. Quickly. Now, now, now. Don't, don't delay. Do it. Do it. Now, now. If you delay, it will get worse. Do it now. You don't go to God like that. You don't go to God like that. When he answers, when he answers, what time he will answer? That is his choice. That is his choice. Yours is only to believe and wait for the promise. God, if you delay, if, if you delay to answer me right now, then I will go away. God will say, You go away. Do you have plan B? Then you go away to plan B. What I'm saying to a Christian, there is no plan B. This is plan A. Plan A and Jesus is the plan A. And there is no plan B. It stops in plan A. So you don't go and say, Jesus, if you delay, like I'm going to shop, you get me a kilo of sugar. If you delay, there's another shop But now with God, if you are going to tell him, hurry, hurry, if you, if you delay, what will you do if you delay? Where do you want to go? Because your options may not be good ones. Remain at his feet. 
and wait upon the Lord. We used to sing a song. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of an eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, that wait. There is no plan B. Wait at the feet of the Lord. Wait upon him. And he will grant you the desires of your heart. I'm very convinced about that, brethren. He will grant the desires of your heart. Don't allow an obstacle to mess up with your faith. You know. Your faith must be tried. You know that. Whoever you are, your faith will be tried. That one you should know. So when a trial comes, to try your faith, it shouldn't shake you. You know it was supposed to come. Therefore, it will just come and pass. When it passes, it will be purer. Your faith will be stronger. So that at the coming of the Lord, you will be ready for his appearance. Hallelujah. One time, the disciples came to Jesus and said, Increase our faith. That was a good request. Increase our faith. What did the Lord tell them? He said, no matter how little your faith is, even if it's as small like a mustard seed, It means it was there. Because they said increase it. It was there. It was, it was small. It needed to be increased. But the Lord said even that small one. Is enough. I love that. Even the small one. Is enough. For you to tell a mountain, move and go to Lake Vic. Because I want to pass. And you are delaying my time. I'm in the service of the Lord. Mountain, move. With that small faith of yours. Are you getting me? I'm preaching the gospel. That small faith you use. You are not asking, preacher, what, what do you mean? My small faith cannot tell the mountain go. Those are your words. The word of God says, small, more like a master seed. You can tell the mountain. Move. 
That is the word of God. So don't despise the faith you have. It's enough. You only need to put it in action. Do not despise your faith. Don't look at and say, uh, No. No. Put it in action. Take Put your faith in action. Whatever problem you face. Put your faith in action. There is no problem too big. Because all things are possible to them that. There's no problem too big. Like the singer man sang that Jesus Christ is bigger than all my problems. There's no problem too big. Whether it is sickness, whether it's a problem of school fees, whether it's a problem of want, whatever. There's no problem too big. Put that little faith of yours in action. And you'll see God come down on you. One time, Rumu, the apostles were sent by Jesus to go and preach. And cast out devils. Then they met some demon of epilepsy stubborn. They had cast out a demon there and they cast out a demon there another place and they met this one became stubborn in the name of Jesus the demon was just there the child falls down and convulses so the father of the child brought the report to Jesus. Said, this guy is my child. You pray for this child. And cast out the demon. And heal the child. I gave your disciples. They failed. So Jesus cast out the demon. The demon went away. Then the disciples came to Jesus. They asked him. Why did we fail? That was a good question, isn't it? Why did we fail? You gave us power to go and cast out devils. When we did it, we succeeded two times, three times, four times. But this one, we failed. Why did we fail? He answered them because of your little faith. That was the first statement he said. Because of a little faith. Then he added. But this type here. Does not go. But by prayer and fasting. That's what he added. What does that mean? That means. Prayer and fasting. Strengthens the faith. 
That's what it means. It strengthens the faith. And Brother Branham used to say, whenever I go for a healing crusade, I make sure I pray and fast for two to three days before the crusade time. And even when the crusade is on, I make sure I fast each day before I come to the pulpit. Because I don't know what time I will meet a type of demon. Hallelujah. Amen. Strengthen faith with prayer and O Kukiriza Kunyuezi. No kukiriza no kusaba no kusiba. And then Katiao. All things will be possible. Even you now we don't despise yourself. Even you you will see God do great things until you get surprised. Hey, God, is that, is that how you do things? Hey, this, you can do this, like hey, this is wonderful. Hey, hallelujah, this is great. You will be surprised. And when you meet persecutions, as a Christian, you know it is part of the trial of your faith. You may find persecution arriving on you. Maybe from your parents. Maybe from your relatives. Maybe from your neighbors. Wherever angle it comes from. Don't blame those people there. It is just a trial of your faith. We should be able to recognize that God allows these trials to come to polish you up. Yeah, to polish you up. So don't enter into an enmity a situation with your neighbors for nothing. Just keep living. Just keep living a Christian life. Give the rest to God. Stay in plan A. And God will know how to deal with those stubborn neighbors of yours. I've seen him do that many times. Just you stand walking with the God. Don't go saying, I have a difficult neighbor. This neighbor of mine. I'm going to get a lawyer. Happy God doesn't fight like that. You might even be a wife, by the way, which is disturbing. Who may be a believer. And it may not even be a believer. But God can use that to disturb you. Do you know that? Do you know that? Uh, let me tell you. Can be your husband. Maybe a believer. May not be a believer. But the one who will be used to try your faith. 
But when your wife is the one trying your faith, and the one that's being used to try your faith, say, I have had enough of you. And you should know that the patience has a limit. Try again and you will see. I will show you I'm the, I am the son of so and so. God does not solve things like that. That is the plan B. That is the plan B. We can bring problems. Just walk with God. I want to tell you. You whom your wife is disturbing you. And you whom the husband is disturbing you. I want to give you a solution. Unfailing solution. I won't give you a solution today. It does not fail. Commit her to God. Commit her to God. Commit him to God. And you, and you the committer, walk with God. It is on, this, this medicine works on condition you work with God. If you are telling your wife, now, you tomorrow you will see. Then you go to God, God, no, my wife is disturbing no, me. You will not see any results like that. You walk with God. Love her. Pray for her. Walk with the God. Should she continue disturbing you? God will deal with her until you will sympathize. The same. Is the husband disturbing you? You walk with the God. Commit him to God. Let him disturb you. When God will begin dealing with him. You will, you will tell God, God, stop that. That's becoming too much. That is true. Do you believe that? That does not fail. Remember Brother Branham. Brother Branham. His wife. A very God-fearing woman. He one time did something that did not please God to her husband. He banged the door against him. You for you, you don't want to display the children. You know the testimony. Now when, he, when she did that, Brother Branham took it easy. You know, you know how time sisters can get worked up. Eh? And they can do something in the spur of an anger. But God did not take it easy. It made her develop a disease. Very bad one. Which he needed an operation. And what did Brother Branham do? He went to plead with God. God, excuse me. I know she didn't mean it. You just excuse her. I know she did not mean it. You get what I mean? Yeah. So if your husband is disturbing you, he doesn't know the God you serve. If your wife is disturbing you, she doesn't know the God you serve. You walk with God. And see how God will correct him. You walk with God. And see how God will correct him. On condition. 
you walk with God. There is no plan B. There is no plan A. Plan A. You will sort it out very nicely. Now, finally. Matthew chapter 13. Matthew Verse 53. And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed where does this man get this wisdom from and this mighty work? Where took a monsi a yawe, Navae Giza, Mokunga Niroyawe, no puni in Kidida, never only in Kidida, never Gambanti, oh no, Yajawama Geziga, no, Neviama, and Yibino. Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? Aren't his brothers James and Joe and Joseph and Simon and Judas? Aren't those his brothers? Oh no, see him one of Nina, Sigoba ita Mariamu, Nebaganda be Yakobo, ne Yusuf, ne Simoni, ne Yuda. And these sisters, are they not here with us? Where then does he get all? Where then does this man get all these things? Neba Nina, Bona Tebari wa fe. Kare ono, Yajawa, Ebigambo, we know you now. Verse 57 says, and they were offended in him. Orinurata no Mumsam Nugamba, Nebamunigira. And Jesus answered and said, a prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. And he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Amen. Their unbelief. They didn't have faith in Jesus. They didn't trust him. They knew him too well. They knew the parents. They knew the brothers. They knew the sisters. And they knew him as somebody who was helping with the carpentry work. Then he disappears for some months. Then he appears doing mighty What's all this? We know him. Isn't he the son of God? He stumbled there. And their faith got shaken. So because of that, because God works by faith, couldn't do much work there. Now I want to close with these words. These people, Did not have faith in Jesus. And therefore, they did not see his mighty works. Only a few. What, what, what does that teach us? 
Remember the way they knew him. They did not know him as the son of God the way we know today. They did know him as God in the flesh the way we know today. They knew him as the son of Joseph and Mary. Whose brothers and sisters are here with us. But what I want to say is this. They had faith in God, those people. They had faith in God. They would not fail to go to the Sabbath. But they did not have faith in the servant of God. I am saying. Your faith should be in God. And in the servants that God. Uses. Brother Branham, when he met an angel, the angel of God told him, If you get the people to believe in you, nothing will stand before your prayers, not even cancer. That means you should have faith in the servants of God that God uses in order for them to be a blessing to you. If you don't have that faith, God will not do much to you through that servant. That's what happened in these scriptures with Jesus. Those people did not have faith in him. Though they claimed they behaved in Jehovah. Although they claimed they in God. Although they went to Nago and prayed. But if they just took him for even a prophet and accepted his ministry, they would have got the blessing. Because many took him for a prophet and got the blessings. They said a great prophet has risen in our midst. That's what they said. And they got the blessing. That's the point I don't want us to miss. It is important to believe in God. Have faith in God. It is also important to have faith in the servants of God. If their ministries are to bless you. Because as you have faith in that man of God, as you have faith in your pastor, you are allowing God to use him and ultimately that faith is in God himself. And God will bless you. But if you despise the man of God, like those people did, you will not see God do much in your midst. That is not to say you believe in a man as your savior. No. Cast it right. Get it proper. There is no way you expect God to use his servant to bless you when you despise his servant. Never. You won't work like that. It cannot work in the Bible. It can't work today. So your faith should be in God and also be in the servant of God. Then you will get your blessing.
the trial of your faith. Being much more precious than God. God will try your faith. God will try my faith. God will try our faith. So at the end of it all, when the Lord Jesus comes, we shall be worthy to go with you. May God bless you. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you. We have talked talked about the trial of faith. Which by your word we have seen. All of us will be tried. Father, may you help us. Never to be swayed. Never to be shaken. Because our faith is being tried. But may we remain at your feet. Until we receive. That you have promised to give us. God may you strengthen our faith. That Lord Jesus. We may be able to withstand all the winds. And stand strong. And even be more polished while we are waiting for your coming. Thank you for this church. Thank you for the pastor who labors in your, in your harvest, who labors in your kingdom. That Father, you will continue to bless him and to use him mightily for the harvest of the souls and to feed your children. Bless the flock, O God. May they, O God Almighty, have their confidence, respect, trust, and even faith in the pastor you have given them. That they may reap the blessings that you have got in store for them. Father, bless your children. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please welcome. Surely you can think that Brother Mwata has been a on the fence for some time hearing what has been happening here and hearing what we've been preaching. Is that true? God is amazing and the Spirit of God is amazing. So let us stand on our feet. Actually, to thank God, our God is so awesome. Israel, Let's lift up our hands. Chiti wacho chakakusi Chiti wacha tulakulwasi Oluta linansulo Banywa wona bakosiza 
Oh, Sri Mubako, 
Yes, who will your faith? It's our hope. 